I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The journey at certain points is not always going to look so great. Stay all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go, business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You're now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, mentalities, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is what to do when you find yourself stuck in traffic. Yes, stuck in traffic. And any of you who is new to me or new to this show, you know this episode is not about how to operate your vehicle on the road. When I say stuck in traffic, this is a metaphor, but I'll explain it in a minute. First, let me tell you that I send out a daily motivation text every single day to everyone who's in my texting community. If you would like to receive that daily motivation text, I know that you do. All you got to do is text me at this number, 
384-684-6894. Once you text me at that number, you'll be in my community every day when I send out daily motivation texts. Guess what? You will receive it. And there's some other perks and bonuses that come with being a part of my text community. It costs you nothing at all. All you got to do is text me. Again, 305-384-6894. Now, this topic, what to do when you're stuck in traffic. I remember getting out of college, graduating from college in 2004, and I came home that summer and I was at the, the playground, a local playground where I played ball at. And I went there to you know, play ball because my goal at that point was to play ball professionally. But I didn't have any I didn't have anything going on at that point. No prospects or anything. I remember I was talking to this guy named Marty and Marty was a he's a little bit older than me, maybe three, four or five years older than me. Guy in the neighborhood, basketball player, good player. And he had always you know, taken a hike into my game. And at least once he saw that I had some game, he started to take a hike into my game. And I remember being back home from college because I hadn't seen people in a couple of years. I've been away at school. So he was like, oh, Dre, where you been at? I told him I've been at school and all that. He was like, well, what you going to do now? And I said, well, I want to play overseas. And he was like, all right, well, how do you know? He was asking, what's the next step? What you going to do? And I didn't have a next step. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have any job offers. I didn't really have you no know, anything going on at that point, as I just told you. And Marty, he kind of chuckled a little bit, not in, not in a negative way, but he was like, man, Dre, you, you kind of stuck in traffic right now. And I remember him saying that. And it's basically like the third day. Being stuck in traffic is like that third day on the third day when you're not quite sure where things are going from this point. You put in a certain amount of time and you're kind of looking at the situation. As a matter of fact, it's uh, poetically perfect right now, fitting that I'm looking out the window from where I'm sitting right now. You can't see it out the window, but I can. That I'm looking at I-95 and there's traffic and there's, there are cars that are pretty stuck in traffic right now. They're going like five miles per hour. There's a lot of traffic going northbound on I-95 Expressway right now. And that's exactly what the third day is about. You feel like you're stuck in that traffic. You've been driving. You have an idea where you want to get to. But because you're stuck in this traffic, you have no idea how long it's going to take to get there, even to the point that you're in a standstill. And right now, there are many cars that are at a standstill right now. And you're wondering if you will ever get there. That's what being stuck in traffic means. You have the uncertainty of not even knowing, all right, is this work going to get me where I want to go? Or maybe you might not even know if you're doing the right work to get you where you want to go. That's what I mean when I say stuck in traffic. And I think, actually, I know from the text messages that I get every single day, when I talk to you all who join my text community and I ask you, you know, what, what are you doing? You know, what are you working on right now? What's your biggest challenge right now? Many of you have replied to me some form of what I just described. You feel like you're stuck in traffic. You have an idea what you want to do, or maybe you don't, and you're not quite sure what to do next or how long it's going to take or if the things that you're doing are even going to get you where you want to go. That's what I mean when I say stuck in traffic. So today, I'm going to tell you what to do if and when you find yourself stuck in traffic. Point number one, topic once again is what to do when you're stuck in traffic. First thing you got to do is gas up. Now, you don't want to get caught in traffic and then your car runs out of gas. And now you're stalled on the side of the highway. You might be in the middle of the highway because you are stuck in traffic and you can't even get out the way for the other calls, cars because you have no gas. Make sure you're gassed up. What do I mean by this? Since you may be on a road for a while and since your vehicle might not be moving so fast right now in traffic, remember that it is still moving. So you're going to need some fuel to keep going until you see the open road again. All right, even if you're going five miles per hour right now, cars are going probably two or three miles per hour as, I, as I'm looking out on the highway. Understand you want to make sure there's some fuel in the tank. So when the road opens up again and it will open up again at some point, you can drive as fast as you want to go. But if you have no gas, you can't go anywhere. The next to last thing you want when you're stuck in traffic is to run out of gas 
in that bumper to bumper traffic. Now, the last thing you want is to run out of gas in open in the open road, because that's when the lane is wide open for you to succeed. And you failed simply because you didn't have gas. Now, so that's the worst thing. The next to worst thing is run out of gas when it's in bumper to bumper and everybody's trying to get to the same spot or everybody's trying to move forward. And then you run out of gas. So you can't even keep up in the in the rat race. And you didn't want to be in in the first place. What this means is the following. You need to keep your mind sharp and focused on the destination because as a journey, because the journey at certain points is not always going to look so great. That's what it means to stay gassed up. So when I tell you to gas up when you're stuck in traffic, it means keep your mind focused on where you want to go, i.e. the destination, not always on the journey, because there are going to be some points on that journey that things are not looking good. There are going to be some points on the journey that if you just looked at the journey and the point that you're at right now, any reasonable, logical person would say, what the hell are you doing? You might as well quit because this ain't working. And there will be points on your journey when you feel exactly like that. There'll be points and maybe people around you who will tell you exactly that. And there'll be times when it seems completely reasonable to follow through on that advice. And that's why gassing up means keeping your mind focused on where you really want it to be. As I talked about in episode 2023, the life-changing 48-hour experiment. This is when you need to start the life-changing 48-hour experiment. Any period when you're thinking about, let me just you know, jump off. Let me just jump off the highway here and just start walking, walking back in the other direction because this clearly ain't working. Or turn around on the highway if you can. I-95, they had dividers, so you can't. But turn around the highway and going back home because this you clearly ain't getting to where you thought you were going to go. That's what I mean when I say gassed up. And if you have not listened to episode 2023 at least five times, I would suggest you listen to it again. That is the life-changing 48-hour experiment that will change your life, literally change your life, if you can go 48 hours doing what I tell you doing that episode. Go listen to it again if you haven't listened to it again yet. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is what to do when you find yourself stuck in traffic. Be vigilant and ready to move. So even though you might be stuck in traffic right now, listen, some of you are driving while you're listening to me and you are literally stuck in traffic right now. Be vigilant and ready to move. Eventually, the lane is going to open up. The good thing about traffic jams, let me back up. The bad thing about traffic jams is that you can't really move. It slows everything down. You're sitting there. You're looking around, depending on what kind of vehicle you're in. If you're in a, a, a coupe. You can't even see over top of the car in front of you. You can't see around the truck or it might be a bus next to you. So you can't even see what the hell is is backing up all the traffic. You're beeping your horn. Don't even know what you're beeping at. I see people doing this all the time when I'm when I'm walking and I see traffic jams and people are beeping their horns. They can't even see what they're beeping. They're just beeping because they just want people to move faster. That's the bad thing about being in a traffic jam. Here's a good thing about a traffic jam is that they never last forever. I've never seen a traffic jam last forever. All right. Eventually, every traffic jam opens up simply because. Everybody who is involved in the traffic jam has somewhere to be. Nobody, let me back, very few people who are in a traffic jam are in the traffic jam just because they ain't got nothing better to do and they just want to be sitting in their car feeling what it, experiencing what it feels like to be in a traffic jam. Very few people are in traffic jams because of that. Most people are in traffic jams because they have somewhere to be and they just happen to get jammed up with everybody else who's on the road. So since everyone has somewhere to be, everyone is incentivized to move through the jam as quickly as possible. That's a good thing about a traffic jam is that everyone else is incentivized to get out of your way, just like you're incentivized to get out of their way. All right. They do eventually clear out and everybody can move again. So when you find yourself stuck in traffic, pay attention. All right. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Literally don't fall asleep at the wheel metaphorically because your opening might come sooner than you think, or it may come from an angle that you didn't even expect it to come from. That's the good thing about a traffic jam is that you may see an opening somewhere, but if you're not paying attention, you can't grab that opening when it opens up. You follow me? So you got to think like a boxer. 
if you watch boxing or any kind of a combat sport, any kind of combat fighting sport, you got to think like that fighter. Keep your hands up. Get through every round, round by round. Keep your hands up. Stick to your disciplines and wait for your opponent to make that one mistake. Wait for that one opening where you can deliver the knockout blow. And that's your chance to win the match, right? That one opening is your chance to make them pay. You win the fight. You get the belt. You get the girls. You get the money. You get everything that you want. And listen, they're doing the same thing with you. All right? They're waiting for you to make a mistake. They're waiting for you to fall asleep at the wheel. They're waiting for you to lower that, that guard hand and give them the opening that they need so they can deliver the knockout blow. So do not fall asleep at the wheel. That's the second thing you got to do when you catch yourself stuck in traffic. Point number three. Speaking of what I just said in point number two, topic once again is what to do when you find yourself stuck in traffic. Speaking of such, number three, take any available route that allows you to move forward towards the desired destination. When you are stuck in traffic, any opportunity that you see that will allow you to move forward, take it. Sometimes I will either be in traffic or I'll be walking and I'll see cars in traffic and I'll see a car take some detour. They'll make a turn or something like that to ostensibly get to where they want to go faster. But what either they don't know or maybe they do know, but they just want to feel like they're doing something. The detour that they take is not going to get them anywhere any faster because oftentimes the traffic jams that happen in the neighborhood that I live in, in Miami with all this, this water around here, there's, there are drawbridges. So if you get caught at one of these drawbridges, you have to wait until the bridge goes up and the bridge comes back down. There's nowhere that you can go that's going to get you across that river any faster. The Miami River, you're not going to get across it any faster no matter which direction you go because the bridge goes up at each point at the exact same time or a little bit after the previous one. So you're not going to get anywhere any faster. But sometimes people do this. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't do that. All right. Don't just waste gas for no reason. Psychologically, I guess, for these people, it feels good to be moving, even if they're actually making their voyage. Really, they're making it longer because they just gave up their spot in line to get at the back of a different line. Your job, however, is to know what routes or exits you can take and which ones are merely mirages in the desert. Which ones are options that you could take that will actually help you get to where you want to go and which ones are fool's gold? Okay, I could go here, but all I'm going to do is I'm going to feel like I'm doing something because I'm moving, but I'm actually putting myself further behind in my journey. You don't want to jump in an opening. It's not really an opening. It's not going to take you where you really want to go. This is why you got to be paying attention. So let me give you an example. Let me illustrate everything I've talked about here today so you can understand what I mean when I say stuck in traffic. And I'll even use the example that I got this from. I just got Marty back in my neighborhood in Philly when I came home from college. First thing was gas up. Mentally, I needed to stay focused. I knew that I might be on this road for a while of trying to figure out what is my next step. I want to play pro basketball. And it was actually a while. It was over a year from that point when Marty and I had that conversation to where I got my first pro basketball contract. A year doesn't seem like a long time when you know what's at the end of the pot. Of, you know what the pot of gold is at the end of that rainbow. But if you have no idea what's going to happen at the end of that year, then the year is a really long damn time because you don't know there's only going to be a year. So it was over a year before I got my first contract. And during that year, I had to stay gassed up mentally, spiritually and emotionally. I had to stay gassed up, meaning staying focused on what I wanted to do. There were no podcasts for me to tune into then. There was no YouTube channel for, for me to subscribe to, listen to somebody who's going to keep me uplifted. I had to run on my own energy at that point. I had to stay mentally focused that I want to play pro basketball, even while I'm taking this detour of working at Foot Locker, even while I take this detour of working at Valley Total Fitness, even while I'm in this trough of still living in my parents' house that I thought I wasn't coming back to when I left for college. Now I'm back here and now I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And well, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. So that was that was the third day. And I had to stay mentally gassed up during that period. 
And that 48 hour experiment, I didn't know about it back then, but I guarantee you I was pushing myself to do it during that period because there was nothing in my physical, tangible reality that said anything was going to work out. But I kept my mind focused on where I wanted to go, which leads to the second thing. Be vigilant. This is the second point. Be vigilant and ready to move. Even though I was in a traffic jam and that traffic jam was not fun, I stayed focused on whenever my opportunity was going to come. I was thinking like a combat fighter. I was looking for my opening. I was waiting for my opponent, which was the situation, to open up an opportunity for me. I remember early in that, that first year, after I got out of school, I went to this tryout for this league. It was like one of these minor leagues. And those of you who play ball and know the pro basketball world, there are a bunch of minor leagues that have popped up coming on in the United States over the last 20, 30 years. You had the CBA, you've had the EBA, the ABA, I think the ABA might still exist, the SEBL, the US AAPBLs, all kinds of these alphabet soups of basketball leagues, mostly semi-pro type basketball leagues, where they might pay you a little bit of money, but not enough to make a full-time salary, which is what makes it semi-pro. And there were a few of these leagues that popped up. And I remember I went to a tryout for one of these leagues. And the tryout was in maybe like Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which was a couple hours away, maybe an hour or two away from Philadelphia. And I drove out there to this tryout. It was like $60 to try out, pay $60 for the tryout. It was at some high school gym. And it was fine, but there wasn't a real opportunity there. Like they, I don't know if they would pay me enough per game to pay me back for the amount that I spent at the tryout and getting to the tryout and the McDonald's that I ate afterward that night in Lancaster. So those are the kind of opportunities that I was, I was looking for an opening. Some of those openings were useful. Some of those openings were not, but I had to keep my mind open and looking for the chance. And it was around January of 2005 that, so I graduated college in 2004, May 2004. It was in January of 2005, the following January, that I was looking at exposure camps. And these are events that you go to as an athlete just to get yourself seen and known by decision makers who can actually give you a job that can pay you what you want to make. And I saw a camp that was going to be taking place in June or July of 2005. And it was in Orlando. Now I live in Philadelphia. Those of you who don't know the geography, that's a pretty nice distance. It's either a flight or a 20-hour drive. I wasn't worried about that at that point. The biggest thing was, okay, this is my, this is the goal. This is the destination. I'm going to go to this exposure camp because I knew I needed to get some footage. And I knew I needed to prove myself playing against pro-level players. As I played Division Three college, the guys I was playing against in college, they weren't pro-level players. I needed to play against some pro-level guys. So that was my destination was this exposure camp. That was the next stop on the journey. Let's not, that wasn't the final destination, but the next stop on the journey. So I was vigilant. I was ready to move. So I started saving up my money. I need to save up to have $250 so I can go to this exposure camp. I saved up, went to that exposure camp. And then point number three. I took any available route to move towards the destination. The available route was go to this exposure camp. I played well there. That's very important. I had to be gassed up and play well at that exposure camp, which I did. Got the scouting report, got the footage. Then what was the available route? Now, the next thing I needed to do, because I did not get offered a contract on the spot at that exposure camp. The next thing I needed to do with that footage and that scouting report that I now had in hand was reach out to basketball agents because I figured my hypothesis was these guys are the go-between between the jobs and the talent. I was the talent. Overseas was the jobs. These guys know both. So let me connect with an agent and let the agent do the work for me because they know people who I don't know. I started reaching out to agents. This is the next step. I had to stay gassed up, mentally focused and positive about getting that opportunity. Looking for any chance. I called like 60 agents, cold calls, 60 agents. Then one agent was interested in signing me after I sent out my footage to about 20 of them. One agent was interested in signing me. That was my opportunity. He was the available route to move towards my destination. Now, just because I signed with an agent does not mean I'm playing pro basketball. It just means I have an agent. 
agent still has to get you a job. The agent eventually found me a job. Took him about, didn't take him long, actually about two, three weeks. He found me a job. Now, again, two, three weeks doesn't seem like a long time, does it? But if you don't know that it's only going to take two to three weeks, two to three weeks is a pretty long time. Because I was just sitting there. I'm at Valley Total Fitness working. I had no idea that this guy's going to come through with an opportunity. I was just hoping that he did. So he came through with an opportunity. I got signed. And that's how I got into pro basketball. So all of those points, I'll recap them one more time, just in case you didn't notice I was recapping there. What do you do when you get stuck in traffic? Number one, gas up. You might be on the road for a while. You got to stay mentally focused on where you want to go. Number two, be vigilant and ready to move. Traffic jams are not fun, but the good thing is they eventually clear up because everybody has somewhere to go. Number three, take any available route to move towards your destination. Your job is to know what routes or exits can take you to somewhere versus what is merely a mirage in the desert. You might not always know, but sometimes through activity knowledge, you learn. And trust me, I made that story sound very succinct and simple and connect the dots and very easy. And I can make it easy for you now because I've been through it. But understand, in that process, I went to a bunch of tryouts. I went to a bunch of exposure camps. I talked to a bunch of agents. I sent my footage out to a bunch of people and got absolutely nothing in exchange for it. But now, because I know the process, I can teach it to another person to cut down your learning curve. But the whole point is, you got to know strategically how to handle it when you find yourself stuck in traffic. And in a perfect moment of poetic justice, traffic is on a little bit faster on I-95 as we wrap up this episode. So send me a text at 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text every single day. That'll be your gas for you to stay gassed up if you're stuck in traffic right now or when you get stuck in traffic. And if you want to join my Bulletproof Mastermind program, it is open right now for enrollment where you can get direct coaching and training from me. Every single week, I do a live training. We have a members-only community that's open 24-7 where you can share your challenges. You can share your frameworks. We work through frameworks. I make connections between different members. Members make connections amongst themselves for everybody to take their game to a higher level. That is all available for you to take a look at and get started in by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Just click the button for the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get started today. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge 305-384-6894.